0: Have you ever imagined fashion being as diverse as human culture? Have you ever dreamed of a respectful, ethical, and socially just fashion industry? Have you ever envisioned sustainability being at the core of the entire fashion system? This is your host, Laura Beltran Rubio. I'm a fashion curator, researcher, and educator. My mission is to translate scholarly insights into actionable strategies that we can all take to reshape how we create, wear and think about fashion so find a comfortable seat brew some tea and open your notebook as you join me in the quest for redressing fashion welcome back to redressing fashion before i start publishing new episodes i've created a collection of what i call loose thoughts that i've been writing and recording over the past couple years These short episodes contain many of my reflections as both a fashion scholar and a fashion consultant in Colombia, as I try to unpack the complex legacies of colonialism in present-day fashion. Please give them a listen, visit my blog for full transcripts and some images that might be helpful, and let me know what you think. Can we decolonize the arts? Confession, I've been trying to avoid thinking too much about fashion recently. I think this is mostly because I'm still recovering from the burnout caused by writing my dissertation and being a full-time professor at the same time. And of course, all of the ghost and emotional labor that both jobs entail. It's not like I don't want to research or think critically about fashion anymore. It's more that I've finally found the time to delve a bit more into a subject that I'm indebted with after devoring as many readings as I could on the subject for my Ph.D. qualifying exams, but really only writing briefly about it in my dissertation. The mysterious subject is indigenous art of the quote unquote Americas or what I'd rather call Turtle Island and Yala. So. As I try to take a break from fashion, in the last couple months, I've spent more time reading, learning, and thinking about indigenous arts, including but definitely not limited to textiles in fashion. I've also started to work on a couple related in very exciting projects. One of them attempts to lay out what we can learn from indigenous methodologies to research indigenous fashion and the arts more broadly. In this new exploration, I have inevitably stumbled upon some of my internal debates about decolonization, which I have involuntarily silenced to avoid obsessing too much about the many contradictions I've seen around the term for a couple years now. To be honest, that might have been a sort of survival strategy as I tried to focus on finishing my dissertation, but now that it's over, I finally have some brain-width to face the dilemma. The question that inspired this post is then, can we actually decolonize the arts, fashion included? Put very shortly, decolonization aims to dismantle the power structures that we have inherited from political, economic, and structural imperialism and colonization around the globe. Rather than an end goal, Decolonization is a process, and as such, it requires us to adopt different strategies to slowly reshape colonialist power structures. Some strategies for decolonization seem easy and straightforward, and I actually wrote more about them in an Instagram post last week. But they go against some of the most basic dynamics in the art world, including the art market and scholarship about the arts, which is why they end up being quite difficult to adopt. Yet, decolonization has become much of a buzzword. And decoloniality has become trendy, in fashion and in the arts more generally, as evidenced in the increased use of the word in open-ended conversations, scholarly discussions and the popular media. What's frustrating is that the rising popularity of the word has not always coincided with the adoption of a decolonial paradigm that helps us reframe how we live and relate to other human beings, other animals, and the planet. I've seen the contradictions between the claims to take a decolonial approach and actually putting strategies for decolonization into practice in recently scholarly works that I have reviewed. For example, A book proposal claimed to offer a decolonial view of Latin American fashion without even establishing the positionality of mostly whitened scholars based in the United States. A recent exhibition claimed to adopt a decentering approach to fashion in Latin America without delving into the complex colonialist dynamics that still relegate most indigenous creatives to the role of quote-unquote artisans rather than quote-unquote designers. And a design project that claimed to take a decolonial framework was advanced by a brand that took a Quechua word as its name with the intent to honor the indigenous peoples of a territory where Quechua only arrived with the Spanish colonization. Am I being too dramatic? Or is this really frustrating? Maybe. That's why other scholars, especially indigenous researchers, have rejected the word decolonization and instead have proposed to adopt terms like indigenization or unsettling. But I think the issue goes far beyond the word choice. To borrow the words of art historian Catherine Brent Marcus, while terminology is always changing, the original issues remain. Whether we call it decolonizing or indigenizing or unsettling our practices, acknowledging colonial histories and centering Native and First Nation community priorities, people, and voices within institutions is key. When it comes to indigenous visual and material cultures, including art and fashion, we must then change the ways in which we relate with indigenous people themselves and allow them to show us the path to decolonization. This requires a rather revolutionary process through which we can unlearn much of what we know about research, writing, and more broadly, the generation of knowledge. And this, of course, goes well beyond simply claiming to take a decolonial stance and citing some of the most famous authors of decoloniality. The question is, are we ready to actively listen to indigenous and other people that have been historically marginalized? To unlearn pretty much everything we know and to let them lead the way towards recentering our approaches to art and fashion? Quite honestly, I have my reservations. But what do you think? As always, I'd love to read your ideas. Please share your thoughts in the comments or on social media. Thank you, thank you for listening, and until the next time. Original podcast episodes will air starting on January 11th, 2024, so I hope I can entertain you with this collection of loose thoughts until then. And in case you want to subscribe to my email list to be notified when the first official episode goes live, I've left the link to join in the podcast notes for this episode. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. You know that I love a good conversation about fashion. So please don't hesitate to email me or message me on social media to continue discussing any of the ideas introduced in this episode. If you liked what you heard, please follow the podcast, leave a review or share it with your favorite fashion friends. It does make a huge difference as we try, collectively, to build more spaces for thoughtful and nuanced conversations that can truly help us redress fashion.